Hello from Norman, Oklahoma, home of the OU Sooners and the Oklahoma City Thunder. If that doesn't put us on the map, Oklahoma is also where the handsome Blake Shelton hails from. I'm Stephanie O'Hara, the founder of Angel Wings. I'm a blogger, a first-time writer. I'm a wife. I'm a mother of three, including twins that are three years old. So yes, I am so tired. I am also a fertility overcomer. I love Pilates, a good glass of wine, Sex and the City reruns, but I'm also a woman of faith. And that can sometimes make people laugh. I'm actually also the former lead singer of a rock band. (laughs) That's right. I sang Alice in Chains for my first audition back in the 90s, if that tells you how old I am. Um, but I got the gig and so, yes, I am a rock singer for the last 20 months or so I have been writing my memoir and it's been based on my infertility journey and my failures and, um, it's a message of hope for women. And it really talks about how faith played such a huge role in my infertility journey and basically led me to my three-year-old twins that make me so tired but I have been praying with my editor who lives in LA. She's super cool right outside of Beverly Hills. She has worked with major celebrities. In fact, um, she has worked with one of the biggest pop mega superstars um, for a couple of years as well as others. And um, so I've been praying with her over the phone for the last six months. And then her friend has joined us who lives in Brooklyn. And um, she is very hip. She's considered herself to be agnostic. But the three of us, very unlikely, have come together. Um, We live on, you know, on all different parts of the country and have started praying together. They are both very smart, very successful women, and they were looking for some positivity and a sense of community. That's how this, you know, came about. So it's become a pretty regular thing that the three of us look forward to, and it's been pretty powerful for all three of us. And so they encouraged me to do a podcast after our last prayer session, which was on New Year's Eve. I've never done anything like this. It's totally out of my comfort zone. I'm doing it off the cuff. Um, so I'm really excited that you're listening to it. Um, what happened was on New Year's Eve, I had texted the two of them a picture. Um, my f- husband lives on a lived on a farm growing up right outside of Norman. And we were out there that week on the farm. And my father-in-law who is so cute. And my brother-in-law and my husband were all standing at this cattle gate and they were, you know, looking at the cattle and then beyond the cattle, um, there was this beautiful sunset and a big, big wheat field. And they do this often. They'll just stand there and stare at the land, watch the animals and contemplate life. And of course they have that Southern sing-song cadence, which I find so charming and so cute. And they were making plans for not only the cattle, but the wheat crop. And it got me thinking about 
my own spiritual garden in the new year. And I know that sounds really cheesy, but hear me out. Um, you know, January, New Year's Eve especially, is a time of new beginnings for us. And we always contemplate what we're going to change and we make resolutions and goals. Um, so January is always a time of new beginnings. And my father-in-law does what's called a prescribed burn in the wheat fields around this time. And it's a time of new beginnings for the wheat field. So he intentionally sets fire to his fields. Now, he doesn't do this every year, but, you know, when the soil isn't at its healthiest or when weeds have taken over or any other plant that isn't welcomed in the field, for that matter, that's when he will do a controlled burn. So it clears away the old and it makes way for the new. So a controlled burn is used to improve the health of the field. We have an 11-year-old son that um, plays, you know, games and he watches YouTube channels of other people playing games, which I don't quite get, but it's a thing. And when he watches something that's scary or negative on YouTube, I talk to him about it and I remind him that we all have this spiritual garden. And for him, I tell him that it's in his brain. And when he watches something scary or negative on YouTube, it's going to grow a weed or a thorn in his brain or in his garden. And I encourage him instead to find better things to watch that feed his spirit and feed his mind with positive things instead that can grow beautiful flowers and plants. And that really resonates with him. And so that's something that we can teach our children. It's something that we all have, you know, a spiritual garden. And so during the month of January, this can be a great time for us to do a mental controlled burn, if you will, a cleaning of all that isn't healthy or fruitful in our lives. The soil that's in our hearts must be really rich and good to grow beautiful things. My girlfriends laugh at me because I always talk about how we need to weed our garden. (laughs) And, you know, we all have weeds. Sometimes they are people that are in our lives that are toxic or negative. Sometimes it's things like worries or fear that have taken root that are weeds. Other times it can be things that are just unforgiven that are sitting in that garden. So what do you need to forgive? Or better yet, what do you need to forgive yourself for? For me, it was failure. I dropped out of college my senior year. Um, I was in a very abusive relationship and literally flunked out of school. And that weed had really overtaken my garden for many, many years. And I hadn't forgiven myself. It was my biggest failure. And even though I was able to go on and finish my college degree and go on to get a master's degree, the fact that I had you know, flunked out and had all this debt was this big weed. And it just sat there for almost two decades. And I actually blogged about it not too long ago and plucked that weed 
the blog is called How a Garage Band Saved My Life. And when I pulled that weed and I forgave myself for failing out of college, it was so freeing. Literally, the moment that I posted it, um, I had this complete overwhelming sense of relief. And so I want to just share with you that forgiveness, whether it's of someone else or of ourselves, it can really release us and it helps us to move forward. So don't do like I did and live with poison, live with a big, big weed in your garden because it can ruin your garden. If you let it go, if you pull it, you can be renewed. Something else that I think about when I weed my garden. Sometimes we have annuals in our garden and perennials. And if you're a gardener, you know what that means. And if you're not, then let me explain it to you. Perennials come back every year. Um, and then annuals last one season. They can be big and beautiful. But then at the end of that season, they die. Um, And that is how people in our lives can be viewed. Sometimes we have perennials, people that are in our life year after year, and the relationships have long, deep, deep roots. They are reliable. They're always there. Other times we have annuals, people that come into our lives for a season, if you will, and then they're gone. And that's okay. We have friends we have bosses, we have coworkers like that, and it's okay to release them. Sometimes people are brought into our lives for, you know, just a season as a as a blessing or even as a lesson. And so we have to realize that as well. So back to that photo of my father-in-law and my brother-in-law and my husband staring at the cattle. You know, they have been in this um, industry their whole lives. But for me, I'm a city girl. And so when I join them and stare at the cattle, I smell the poo. I smell the manure. And it's pungent. It's really strong. And, you know, they've ignored it. They're so used to it. But to me, it really stinks. And in farming, there is nothing that is wasted, not even that manure So I shared with those two friends that I prayed with that, you know, it made me think there's always going to be stinky manure in our lives, but manure does have an upside. It can be used as a fertilizer. Manure can help crops to grow. And really, crops can't reach their fullest potential without fertilizer or without manure. It can make things blossom. So anytime that you've had a challenge or a failure, you know, it's, it's manure, but in turn, it can help us to reach our fullest potential. Now, gardens require constant maintenance, pruning, weeding, and watering. But a beautiful garden does not happen without effort. You have to get your hands dirty and do the work. And we just cannot let weeds become tall because they will cast shadows on your blooms. I read this quote from D.H. Lawrence that says, the fairest thing in nature is a flower and it has its roots in earth and manure. When you water your garden, are you nourishing it or are you poisoning it? 
We can't let things like anxiety, worry, anger, and fear take root. Yes, we're all going to feel those things, but don't let them take root. There is no room for that in our garden. Pull those weeds. Other times we have rodents and animals that impede in our garden and they bum off of them. Even though those cute little bunnies are, you know, just precious, they'll come and eat your garden. So we have to protect our gardens, which are our hearts, from those rodents, those people that want to live off of us, if you will. So instead, what we want to do is plant fruits of the Spirit. So things like love and joy, happiness, patience, gentleness instead. And we need to have faith that even if your garden seems to be nothing but just dark black soil, Have faith that beauty is on the way, because it is. Faith is the evidence of things hoped for, evidence of things not yet seen. Visualize that garden. Who's in it? And what needs to be burned or weeded? Increase your faith so that you can move mountains and sow your spiritual garden. You know, the greatest gift that we can give to ourselves is positive expectations. I learned that when I was going through my infertility journey. So talk to me. Um, visit me. Let me know your thoughts on this. My website is angelwings, yourangelwings.net. You can reach out to me on Twitter at angelwingssteph. S-T-E-P-H. You can also reach out to me on Instagram and follow me on Instagram, Angel Wings Steph. I have a Facebook page, which is Your Angel Wings. So this next podcast, I'm going to expand on this a little bit and talk about how we can get to a place of allowing, how we can send our words in the direction that we are wanting to go. It is so powerful. So I'm going to leave you um, with one passage from Isaiah, it's 58, 11, and it says, make us like a beautiful, well-watered garden. Give us water when we are dry. Restore our strength. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, anticipate beauty. Focus on your garden.